Welcome to the UK Consult Weekly Podcast with Jonathan Bradley and Elton Daddo, engagement practitioners and general consultation superheroes at Bang the Table in the UK. Hello and welcome to Jono and Elt's weekly ramble through all things online community engagement and public consultation except this week for those very avid listeners, the thousands that we get every week who would have tuned in last week, they would realise that Jono isn't in fact on the podcast this week, it's the first time we've been broken up in 15 weeks, he is in fact sitting in the middle of a field with 25 litres of water eating grass and is off the grid but all is not lost and we couldn't go a week without actually carrying this thing on. Charlie Amos who those avid listeners will have heard joined us a couple of weeks ago as the UK business development manager is standing in for Jono. Not only welcome to bang the table Charlie but massive boots to fill. How do you feel about filling Jono's boots this week? Slightly daunting task but I feel like the listeners are going to go from like thousands and I've got to keep that up and make sure that I don't go to four which will be me three of those. Yeah it's gonna be tough. Yeah, and my mum listens as well, so that'll probably be all four. So it's going to be quite hard, isn't it? Yeah, because if those numbers really drop down, what it will give us an indication of is that our listeners like grumpiness, though, surely, because you're not grumpy at all. I'm not, but then I think that maybe the tone of this is you've got two chirpy people on a podcast this week, and it's not in keeping with Jono's grumpiness. I feel like maybe people want some grump in their life. Yeah, and I think also it will cut down the time of the podcast by about two thirds because he really, once we get to Meldry moment, we're normally on time and I'm thinking, yeah, this is good, like a couple of minutes and we'll wrap it up. It then 30 minute monologue that he goes on at Meldry moment, so that won't happen. So Yeah, I'm just going to have to think of some things to complain about. I'm I'm standing in for him so if any grumpiness is required I guess I should be taking on that mantle and you just remain positive and happy yeah that's true I can do that then I can do that definitely (laughs) no that's great well as you'll know being an avid listener yourself of course like naturally we we have a specific few things that we go through and as much as we don't do any preparation for this podcast we've obviously both prepared in detail and the first of those that we introduced about two three weeks ago was Bradley's bangers of the week now clearly a he's a vegan so he won't eat bangers but b he's not here so in his absence we've rebranded bradley's bangers of the week to charlie's tunes of the week so what have you been what have you been listening to this week what's inspired you in your work well i was actually in the car driving down to brighton and i was listening to radio one obviously there are other radio stations out there (laughs) you've heard this before haven't you (laughs) I was listening to Phil Taggart's playlist and it was during um, Radio 1's Big Dance Weekend. It was basically two hours of Phil Taggart playing like really chilled out Ibiza music, which was great. I found the link to the playlist and it's like Fatboy Slim doing a chilled out set and then Above and Beyond doing a chilled out set. And it's great. Have a listen. Yeah, definitely. And Fatboy Slim, I remember from way back in the day, he lived in Brighton, didn't he? He used to do all sorts of really, really cool gigs down there. Yeah, he he still does live in Brighton, I think. But yeah, he's not really known for any of his chilled out stuff. So this is why I really like it, because obviously he's usually more like straight in with some heavy, hard dance music. It's just really good. Just me in the car, I really enjoyed it. And then I've been playing it through the playlist quite a lot. Yeah, Yeah. I... 
I would definitely like to listen to that. So we'll put it in the blurb. John, I would also like to listen to it upon his return as well, because he likes that sort of chilled out stuff. I've been listening to an old seminal album from the 90s by Alice in Chains called Jar of Flies. Again, it's really chilled out. It's not dancey or anything like that, but chilled out guitar, acoustic type stuff. And I've been listening to Nutshell taken from that album so i'll put whack that up in the blurb as well and we can have a proper chill out selection of music for all our avid listeners yeah no one's going to do any work because they're all going to be so chilled out <laughs> yes we're heading into the weekend though although we normally record this on a thursday we're slightly earlier this week but yeah um, it's, it's definitely not heading into the weekend it's wednesday <laughs> <laughs> it feels like it should be no i shouldn't say that no 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 not at all no we're just getting to our stride aren't we yeah, yeah no. <laughs> top, top of the week at the moment <laughs> On, well, on the subject of being on top of the week, joke of the week, oh, surely you've got one. I do. Now, this is actually tech related. I thought I'd kind of make it quite relevant to what we do. So my joke is, why was the computer tired? No idea. Because it had a hard drive. <laughs> oh, no. Mildly relevant because your homework <laughs> that Jono set you last week was around the internet. And we're going to come on to that in a bit as well. So, yeah, yeah I like the way you've tied that into. I might talk rubbish, but it's always relevant rubbish. <laughs> <laughs> that reminds me of our colleague Ray, who did he set up a, a demonstration site in Engagement HQ, and I love the way he did it because it was around rubbish, and he called it "Let's Talk Trash." I thought that was really good. Yeah, I saw that actually as well. It made me chuckle. I'd be in charge of the jokes because clearly I shouldn't be. <laughs> No, no, I don't think mine's any better. Well, it never is, really. I met my partner. I don't know if you know this, but I met my partner when I was visiting the zoo and she was standing there in her uniform right away. As soon as I saw her, I knew she was a keeper. <laughs> that was a pity laugh. <laughs> no, don't say that. You can't describe the laugh. It, you, know, you laughed, and that's it. That, so that means you definitely found it funny. It was a pity laugh. <laughs> <laughs> Although I've, I've also noticed your jokes are very, like, I went to this, like how I met my partner. That's your theme, I think. I think you Google jokes that say how I met my partner. No, I, I don't know what you mean. They're all completely made up. It's completely organic. Uh, okay. um, made, up on the, made up on the moment because we don't prepare for this. Oh, so I actually make it up on the spur of the moment. Well, now you can go to a pub. Maybe you heard it in the pub last night. Yes. I wasn't in the pub last night. <laughs> not, not on a Tuesday night. No, I mean, it's early in the week. But anyway, moving swiftly on. So actually, it's really interesting because you're entering the sector of community engagement. So in terms of emerging themes and trends, I know it's only like a few weeks in, but what have you noticed in those first few weeks? I have obviously come quite new into the sector. One of the things I've really noticed is how councils and local governments have all done like a really big push for a community engagement strategy. A lot of them, coincidentally, are in review in 2020. Since I obviously picked up is what a coincidence. Obviously 2020 is the year COVID, so it's going to be harder for public consultations to be offline. Do you think like social distancing and not being able to get leaflets out there and people sharing um, documents and things like that. So having a look at their updated policies, this is surely going to mean that they're going to have to focus on online engagement as part of their 2020 strategy. Yeah, absolutely. So the digital strategy and those, and we've alluded to it a lot over the, the last sort of 14 weeks, that show really good leadership in this area. 
yeah. are getting really, really good results and outcomes from their communities. And also they're building a lot of trust and gaining a lot of insight into specific issues, whether it's COVID street space planning, whatever, climate change, which seems to have kind of fallen away off the table a bit. But there's actually yep. a lot of local authorities still focusing on it, some of their consultations and not forgetting about it. And they're showing that really good leadership in driving forward a digital strategy. They can still use their face-to-face -face engagement strategy when that's possible, but they can use the two of them in tandem with each other as opposed to it having to be one or the other. Yeah, so I found that really interesting, though, that tying in with time when obviously consultations going to have to be online, that's when everyone's redoing their strategy. So it's a great time to kind of look at these things for councils and local governments and make sure that they get it right. Yeah, absolutely. And we know someone or people or an organisation that can help support all of these great initiatives as well, don't we? So there you go. <laughs> it is. Yeah, we're allowed to do that on the podcast. Now, we don't normally necessarily brand name drop anything else, but we're entirely allowed to do that <laughs> for ourselves. Now, Jono, before he went away, as you know, every week he gives me a letter of the alphabet to research. And it was the letter I, which he set you as homework based on the Internet. And I know you were really, really excited about that weren't you? you thought it was a really good choice yeah couldn't wait when you're typing in to a search engine about internet and public consultations all it does is really talk about the benefit of taking public consultations online so I was like loads and loads of articles about why it's really important to engage the public online and through all these different tools quite difficult to find things on how decisions are made around that, how um, there are changes, who do people consult. So I did eventually find something. Great. Well, we'll do this as a judge, Jono. So I'm going to have the judge's hat on this week and I'll give you a verdict on your findings. So this is actually quite an old consultation, but it was done through the European Commission and they were looking to seek the views of all interested parties on their needs for internet speed and quality beyond 2020 yeah. with a view to ensure that all internet users can take advantage of the digital economy and society. So this was an online consultation where people signed up I actually tried to sign up to the consultation, but obviously it was closed, so I couldn't get too much information about it. From the UK side of things, they then had to consult. This was done via the Department for Culture, Media and Sport. I had a look at the consultation and it was long. Okay, so it was a long outline as to what they were consulting on. Yes, I have a huge document which you can have a look over, which highlighted about 50 questions that they were asking the public to help with this strategy. And then at the end of it, you had to either email, write in, or you could take a cut down version of a survey. Tedious, even just to like go through all of that. It, whoever has the time to do that, it was yeah. Matt. So personally, I wouldn't rate that consultation that highly, if I'm honest. So if I wanted to put my opinions forward about that, not only would I have to allocate possibly up to a year of my life to read through <laughs> it all in the first instance, most people you'd probably imagine wouldn't read to the end of something like that. They might skim read or read the first couple of paragraphs. So they're not actually then very well informed when they go to take part in what is then quite a dry survey following on from it. Exactly. And the questions were incredibly long-winded I feel like you needed some kind of internet degree just to even understand the majority of them I don't think it was very public friendly and kind of layman friendly no and it's not an inclusive approach either 
it's not very accessible for people it does involve uh, as well a lot of time investment just to try and navigate through it so it's not presented to people in, in the correct manner but also how can they share their ideas properly share their ideas and get involved in deep engagement around that consultation it's not really possible beyond ticking some boxes in a survey field Yeah, exactly. It's a very guided approach where they give the public the questions and the public can only answer from a number of options. So is that really true opinion from the public? I don't think it is really. No, and we've debated long and hard on this podcast around quick polls and things like that, which are brilliant means of getting a snapshot opinion about a specific topic or issue. But sometimes the actual responses that you've got to choose from are inaccurate or they're misleading. This sounds like this falls into that category. Oh, now, when it comes to sentencing, what am I going to do with this? Jono, what would you do if you can't hear me? He's off the grid. Yeah, I know. He's drank all his water and he's vigorously (laughs) searching for some more. (laughs) Um, I think I'm going to be quite harsh with this approach, particularly because it's coming from DCMS. I would expect better from a government department. I'm going to give them six months community service (laughs) with everyone who works there. I agree. And as we're cleaning up the streets, actually, it's a win-win. Yeah, exactly. John A can obviously feed back when he listens to the podcast. When he's back on the grid, I'm sure he'll listen to it straight away and then probably puts both on a disciplinary. <laughs> so he, so we'll get a disciplinary, but hopefully he might agree with my six-month community service or he can amend it. I could do a suspended sentence and then decide when he comes back. Whereas I will be off podcast for life. (laughs) Well done for researching that. It's really good. I know we researched absolutely nothing for this. So that's really good. Just for that one bit, that's the only bit of homework that we do. Now, in terms of Engagement HQ, new project launches of the week, I came across an absolute cracker. Tell us. Um, (laughs) I'll tell you more and I'll put it in the blurb, a link to it. It's a brand new launch by SES Water. They're doing a three-month consultation on West Park Road, which is a Copthorne mains replacement. What I really like about it is the, they've got like a white and grey imagery and banner and background and stuff, but it just looks really clear and all the text and everything really, really stands out as you scroll down and have a look at it. They've got a really neat bank of frequently asked questions and then they've got some key dates and some documents libraries they've got a really good Q&A where they're publicly responding to people as well as privately responding to certain individuals as well and you can see even though they've only just launched this questions and answers starting to come in there they've got a map and we always love a map don't we yeah we do we love a map they've got a map with where they want people to drop pins around specific issues or locations along the road that need to be brought to their attention and they've got what pins have they gone for they've gone for a resident issue pin a local business issue pin or a traffic pin so you've got three choices there that they've customized and bought into it as well it's just a really really neat example and then they've got a discussion forum as well so people can get involved there's a dedicated space where they can have their say on the project now that is what DCMS should have done surely yeah exactly and it's so simple for people to go on and they can capture that feedback it's not just this guided approach that is here's a question two answers it means that people can really feedback what they're feeling my mother and father-in-law live in Copthorne so I'm actually going to get them to go on and then we can get feedback from the user as well that's a brilliant idea yeah Mm. I'll send you the link afterwards and obviously it'll be in the blurb yeah get them involved it'd be great to get 
their non-biased opinions, I know it's family, but non-biased opinions about the user experience when they're dropping pins on the map or you know getting involved in the discussion forum. So their feedback on the general look and feel of how that site looks as well would be really good. Yeah, I will feed back and then you can add into the blurb. Yeah, sounds good. Now, what stats of the week have you got? I know, obviously, you'll have to magic them out off the top of your head because we don't do any research, but anything spring to mind? Yeah, this is actually just knowledge that I have in my head. Um, Brilliant. So my stat is actually around Twitter. There's obviously quite a um, prominent American figure who uses Twitter with uh, little to no monitoring. So I thought I'd delve a bit deeper into this and see what America's Twitter use really looks like. It's actually really interesting. I found that 30 million or 20% of Twitter's daily users are American. They have the largest demographic of Twitter users. And behind that is then Japan. And then closely followed is the UK. Wow. I, I wouldn't have thought that necessarily. I wouldn't have thought the UK might have been third. I would have thought it might have been... Yeah, that's interesting though, isn't it? And also, from those Twitter users in America, 80% of the tweets come from 10% of Twitter users. 80% of the tweets come from Donald Trump, don't they? Well, you say that, but actually the 10% is mainly women who tweet oh, okay. about politics. Yeah. So it's, it's probably women complaining. <laughs> <laughs> Well, yeah, but wanting to have their voice heard and their opinions yeah. understood. And I totally get that. If I lived in America, I would be tweeting probably daily about politics. Yeah, <laughs> no. definitely. And I know in, in the case of Donald Trump, he uses caps lock quite a lot, doesn't he? He likes caps lock. Yeah, he does. Really emphasises <laughs> anger in a certain situation. Inability to spell and caps lock. Yeah, they're quite <laughs> frequent things that I see from that. No, that's right. a good stat, though. It's a really that's good really stat. Interesting, I thought, that yeah. Twitter is predominantly, well, the majority of tweets is dominantly female tweets about <laughs> politics. Very interesting. We'll put that stat up as well. So mine, right, what do you think the number 1,610 relates to? Um, The average amount of pints that a pub had to throw away during lockdown <laughs> oh it's close that was 1743 <laughs> um, <laughs> no it's the number of minutes that jono has gone since he ate anything other than grass <laughs> no it's not no it's not no it's work related so it's the number of pin drops that west yorkshire combined authority have had from community members consulting on their safe streets for walking and cycling project in Engagement HQ using our mapping tool. Wow, that's a lot. It's a lot. Think of the data they're going to get from that and the insight and the, the actions that they can take based on what they found out. Yeah, that's amazing. And that's just one of the tools that they're using. Yeah, that's just one engagement tool. They've got 11 different pins, but they're all really clearly marked whether it's like cycle lanes or a road provision, that a pavement provision that they need to take action on. I'll put that up in the blurb. I'll put a link in directly to the, to the mapping tool. It's incredible when you zoom in and you yeah. just see millions of pins start appearing. It's really, really cool. Do they put pictures up and things like that to kind of say, look, this needs to get sorted or? Yeah, so some of those pin contributions have got picture uploads as well to show yeah. where there might be an issue with like a pavement or width of a street or a cycle path or something like that, where the council needs to remedy something or other. So they can act on things quite quickly and transparently and keep building trust with their community, which is really, really positive. Well, your stat was a lot more informative than mine. <laughs> No, I've got one more stat as well. I'm not done. Now, I know you're a really, really avid cricket fan, although I don't know because I've never asked you. 
Yes, I love cricket. Mm. Yes. <laughs> so you'll have noticed yesterday then, and I did a cricket stat last week, but I wanted to acknowledge just briefly Jimmy Anderson, who's broken all records by becoming the first player in history to take 600 test match cricket wickets. Does he play for Crawley? No, he's, he's a northern lad. He's called the Burnley Express, so that gives it away. But he's predominantly played for England, so he's barely ever played for his county, just because he's mm. always been on England duty, but 600 wickets. Wow. For someone that is really interested in cricket, wow. <laughs> yeah, it's a world, wow. world beating acclaim that he's now got. Moving on to normally Jono's favourite part of the week, which he generally has it running throughout the whole podcast, really, which is Meldrew moments, any grumpy moments. Now, it's going to be quite hard for you to have grumpy moments, I should imagine, but anything made you a bit grumpy this week? Well, there's, there's only one thing. I don't get grumpy very easily, but no, my grump this week was actually running out of good TV because obviously nowhere is filming anything at the moment and I feel like I've literally gone through all of the decent TV and I know that most people thousands of listeners are going to turn around and say well why don't you do something other than watch TV like go for a walk I have been before you start saying that but I, I just want to be able to binge watch a series and I feel like there's nothing left except really bad TV there are other um, providers available, things like Netflix and box of sets. And... Yeah, I've completed it all. <laughs> You've completed it. You make it sound like a computer game. I've completed Netflix. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> there are lots of things left, but I just feel like I would only be watching them for the sake of watching them, and they don't look very good. I don't want to waste my time watching something that's rubbish. I want something that grips me. Do you think it's partly due to the global pandemic and the crisis, yeah. whereby oh. there's not as much stuff being filmed? You know, you've got um, one of our favourite comedians that we mentioned earlier was before the podcast was Ricky Gervais and he's sitting at home doing free podcasts on Twitter and stuff like that video things people just aren't doing as much recording because it's just not yeah they, they can't film can they but he has actually been writing his the season three of Afterlife during lockdown so that's one thing to look forward to yeah I'm really looking forward to that that's really good yeah that's my only negative but I'm, I'm going to rebrand this as for the next two weeks is Charlie's chirpy moments well that would go down well <laughs> yeah because i feel like too much negativity so positive thing is that schools are starting back next week yeah <laughs> yeah that's great and as much as i love my five-year-old being at home all the time i'm really looking forward to her being back at school yeah Definitely. It's really good for that social interaction side of things as well, isn't it? So yeah, kind of... so I think there's going to be a lot of happy parents next week. Yeah, definitely. What about yours, Elsa? Oh, how long have you got? Well, obviously, don't forget I'm kind of taking Jono's step. So if I do go on for about 20 minutes with this, then it's, it's fine because I'm doing it under his guise. Jono always encourages me to call out best practice, call out examples of bad practice consultation as well. So I did that with my local council, Wealdon Council. Their approach to involving the public in decision making, frankly, over the weekend was absolutely appalling. Right. So if I read out this tweet to you, imagine this is your local council. So we have a consultation taking place today 22nd of august in brackets on the heathfield hellingley section about uses of the cuckoo trail it is being carried out by resources for change that's it oh wow so, so, <laughs> so where how what do i do <laughs> we're having it right now but we're not going to give you any information about how you get involved. No, it's not just, it just made me really grumpy. Yeah, I bet. Wow. For someone that works in this sector, I bet you were like on Twitter. 
in well, my local council as well, and it's embarrassing for me. So okay. several people responded before me. Yeah. Several people replied to say they'd like to have their say, but how do they do it? Wow, it's blatantly obvious that they've said it's happening right now, but we're not going to give you any information about how to participate. No, but then when I pushed them on it, I got a response. I was so excited. I was like, <laughs> oh, no, they're going to tell me how I can get involved. So I asked about it and said, how does a resident get involved in this? It's something that's important to me. I'd like to have my say. They said there will be a digital survey at some point in the future. <laughs> So watch their tweet for the foreseeable future. <laughs> I mean, I would be very, very aware of this, Charlie, because I think when Jono listens to this part of the podcast, he's going to want to pick this baton up and <laughs> run with it through the whole of next week's podcast recording. Oh, good. I'm the one that's joining him next week. <laughs> yeah, you are. I'm on leave. <laughs> but he is going to want to take this and run with it like a rabid dog. <laughs> he will not be happy with their approach. I'm still, like, obviously starting out my journey in this sector and I'm very much like, wow, that is terrible. But you two, uh, you are banging the table. Yeah, we are. No, we'll grind you down. Don't you worry. <laughs> Over time, you'll get there. Yeah. <laughs> now, just before we close, as you know, Jono sets me from Carol E. Wire, award-winning author's book, How Not to Murder Your Grumpy, sets me a letter each week. Did a brilliant job with researching or not researching the internet for this week's one. It's the letter J this week. Now, normally, as you know, Jono picks something really really horrible for me like pigeon fancying or something really random like that I'm going to be really kind to you with the letter J and I'm going to go with jogging okay yeah I can do that something that I actually like as well so take, take note of this Jono so I've been really really kind in terms of the letter and the choice that I've made how do people engage in the world of jogging are there you know sites where people can get involved and share ideas about whether it's like techniques routes they've done all those sorts of things how does that look in public consultation terms oh I like that I'm quite interested in this so Jono will take his judge's hat back next week and then you can feed back around that. Now, you know how we close this, don't you? You have to say until next time after I say until next time. Now, this isn't scripted at all. No. I think you've done absolutely fantastically given uh, you're only three weeks in. It's very daunting to step into shoes as big as, must be at least size 13, those, those shoes of John Moe's. You've done absolutely fantastically. And I'm more than looking forward to hearing how you two get on while I'm off next week. It's been positive when it's been led by a positive person, Elton. What happens when Jono comes in and he's grumpy? <laughs> oh, I hope he doesn't listen to the end of this one or you might have quite a rough time of it next week. Yeah. <laughs> it's been really, really good. And thank you so much for, for joining and keeping the flow going. And until next time. Until next time. Thank you for tuning in to the UK Consult. Join us for future conversations each week as we continue to explore the tremendous, meaningful and ever-evolving world of digital consultation and community engagement. You can view additional educational resources at bangthetable.com.